Hey friends, it's Epiphany Sunday, sometimes referred to as Little Christmas, and the word for today is when we let go, then we can carry the message. So our scripture reference for today is Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, the arrival and visitation of the three wise men. You can see they have arrived here in my little nativity scene. It's uh, certainly quite packed in there now, standing room only. These three guys arrive, and how was it that they found the manger in Bethlehem? Ironically, through the assistance of Herod, reminding us that God is quite capable of drawing straight with very crooked lines and actually working through individuals who quite literally contrast one another. So I want you to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2. And I want to talk, uh, first of all, about some of these contrasts between the wise men and Herod. And I came up with seven of them. Now, I, I know usually I have three points, but it's Christmas and I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. So seven different contrasts that I noticed between Herod and the three wise men. Maybe you can spot another one. If you do, let me know what it is. So first of all, the, the wise men, they arrive and they say to Herod, we observed his star. Contrast that with Herod secretly called the wise men. So God, when he wishes to communicate with us, will do so in a manner that is perceptible, that we can recognize, that we can experience. Essentially, God is in the light. And these wise men had this experience of being attracted to the light. Contrast that with Herod, who calls the wise men secretly. Now, why would Herod have to do that? He, he's the king. He's in charge. He's the big guy. Why is he running around in the dark, secretive, you know, cloak and dagger kind of stuff going on? What was he afraid of? Herod was paralyzed with fear. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, this, the, here it is. Uh, the, the second contrast was Herod was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. The wise men, they, when they saw the star, were overwhelmed with joy. Again, Herod, what is he afraid of? He's afraid he's not going to get what he wants. He's afraid he's going to lose what he has. The whole town, all of Jerusalem is terrified, frightened of the birth of Jesus. Why? Jesus comes among us as a helpless, innocent child. He is not one who's going to impose himself upon us in, in dictatorship or slavery, but it's freedom. Jesus has come to set us free. The wise men have this experience of profound joy. Their search is over. They have found the one for whom they have set out to find. Again, Jesus allowing himself to be found, allowing himself to be loved, allowing himself to be known because he, again, he just desires us so, so much. And I just wish more of us would discover and live out of that truth that Jesus wants to set me free. Jesus is my friend. He is the cause of my joy. It doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy. It does mean, however, that Jesus is with me 
in all circumstances and in all times and providing me with the grace and the need to persevere in his love. They, the wise men, they ask Herod for help and they follow his direction. Contrast that with Herod who has the exact same intel from his sources but chose instead to remain locked up in his palace. He was just so so just so consumed with himself and the fear of everything and all the oh god bless them right anyway if he just knew what the lord jesus was going to offer to him if he just knew the new life that he could have experienced by encountering the lord jesus again history would have been different his life would have been different it's very very sad uh number four the wise men have an opportunity and so they step out in faith. They have come from the east. They've journeyed far. Um, do they have GPS? No, as I said in one of my earlier episodes, uh, but they came. They stepped out in faith. They had this opportunity. Herod, again, had the same opportunity. Herod knew where they were going. He could have said, hey, guys, you might have to kind of follow along with you and discover who this Jesus is, who this king is, who this child is. No, again, he, he just he refused. He missed the boat. He, again, was just so, it's just, it just very, very sad. But yet the contrast is there between the wise men and, and Herod. And Herod says, you know what? Hey, when you guys find him, you bring me word, I'll go, and I will also pay him homage. But that was a lie, bold-faced lie. Again, Herod is not living in the reality of the truth. He's not living in the light. He's living in darkness. Contrast that with the actions of the wise men they knelt down and they did him homage, he being Jesus, in humility. Now, these guys are by right influential, powerful, well-connected, well-educated, authorities in their own right, but they put all that aside. They take aside, take off their tinfoil paper mache crowns, and they worship him who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in this humility and living in the reality of the truth, the truth of who they are in comparison to Christ Jesus himself. Herod, again, he remains in isolation in his palace. He didn't change. He could have changed. His life could have changed quite dramatically. The wise men instead, in contrast, they have this encounter with the Lord Jesus, and the gospel says they went home by different road or by home by different route depending what translation you're looking at in matthew's gospel chapter 2. the implication here is that they could not go back the same way as they had arrived that their encounter with jesus had brought about such a profound change and shift inside of them that they were not the same people anymore Jesus wants to transform us more and more into the image and likeness of himself. But Jesus does it in such a gentle, patient, loving, and forgiving way. Do I understand that? Do I want to experience that? Poor Herod, again, if, if he had just given in, said yes to the promptings, inspirations of the Lord, who no, no doubt was in calling him. The Lord had not given up on Herod. God the Father's love for him did not come to an end. It was still being offered to him, but yet, unfortunately, he chose not to respond. 
The wise men, this is the last one, the wise men let go of their treasure, the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh that they had brought in honor of Jesus, and in letting go, they find freedom. In contrast, again, to Herod. Herod would not let go. He didn't let go of his pride, his arrogance, self-reliance, fear, jealousy, envy, greed, gluttony, loss, suspicion, whatever was going on in his life. And if you read about his life from a historical perspective, it wasn't good at all. He chose not to let go. And as a result, continued to live in this bondage, not in uh, freedom. And here's the essence of what I want to share with you. When we let go, then we're able to share the message. When we let go, we're able to carry the message. Where do I get that from? Well, it's part of the 12-step recovery program. Those of you who may be familiar with the various 12-step programs, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, uh, Overeaters Anonymous, etc. It's based on the 12 steps. And the 12th step is having had a spiritual awakening, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, who tried to carry this message to others and to practice the principles of the program, honesty, integrity, humility, charity, love, patience, etc., in all of our affairs. The wise men, in coming to Bethlehem, they had a spiritual experience of the Lord Jesus. And everything changed. It's like a big click went on in their brain. They realized who they were honoring. They realized who was loving them. They realized what they're being asked to do, and they went home by a different way. Changed men to carry the message. They carried home this message of their encounter with Jesus. And they were given hope. And holy Moses, do we need hope today? Our world, our country, our families, our places of work, our schools, our parishes, we need Hope. Hope is a virtue and hope has a name and his name is Jesus. Jesus offers us the grace, the virtue of hope and the power of his Holy Spirit. My hope is in him. Jesus is who he says he is. Jesus has come into the world to save me. He was born as a child in a manger. I can approach him. He is lovable. He is peaceable, he is attractive, and I want to spend time with Jesus. And I want to let go. The motto of our country, Canada, is in our psalm today. It comes from Psalm 72, verse 8. May his dominion be from sea to sea and from the great river to the ends of the earth. And we need to pray for our leaders. Pray that they, like what was offered to Herod, let go of their tinfoil, paper mache crowns and receive new life. The new life that comes from Jesus when we let go. And we too, we pray for the grace to be carriers of the message of hope 
It's the message, the words, the love, the peace, the power, the grace, all of it that comes from Jesus. The wise men, they came to Bethlehem carrying their treasures. They let them go. They surrendered them to the Lord and they carried away hope in their hearts. And when you and I come before the Lord Jesus as a child born for us in the manger in this season of Christmas, we too have an opportunity to let go. Let go of things in our life that are prohibiting us from carrying the message so that I can then carry the message of hope to others. So what might some of those things be in my life that I'm carrying, that the Lord is inviting me to let go of? Fear, jealousy, bitterness, resentment, envy, jealousy, suspicion, greed, lust, overeating, whatever. What, what is it? What is it in my life? And I pray for that grace today. You pray for me. I pray for you that we have this spiritual experience, this awakening. It's like the curtain parts. And it's like, whoa, there is the life that I can have. The free gift of God's grace in my life. And I just have to let go of this so that I can receive his grace and carry the message of hope and peace to those whom I meet. So that's that's the word for today, my dear friends. I think it's a word of great hope and and love. And again, it's it's it's, it's all it's pure gift. It is absolutely totally pure gift, and it comes to us from God our Father, Jesus our Lord and Savior. And the power and grace of the Holy Spirit, who is our advocate, always pleading our cause before the Lord. So, I'm almost, almost forgetting to drink my coffee. I'm getting so excited here. <laughs> okay. I just noticed, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't do this uh, intentionally. This is kind of an accident. Or maybe it's just a coincidence or God incidence, right? I seem to be kind of with this red shirt. <laughs> This red shirt, I seem to be kind of like a, like a human point, <laughs> a human poinsettia here. Anyway, okay. So what I want to do is end this session with you by giving you a special blessing. This is the Epiphany blessing. Again, it's threefold uh, blessing. If you're able to get to church uh, this weekend, Epiphany Sunday, you'll hear uh, the priest pray this prayer over you. Uh, if not, well, hey, today is your lucky day. I'm going to pray it over you. So let's go and go right through the social media platform there, right through all the wires in this house, into your house, and boom! <laughs> the Lord's going to just give you a good, good dose of his love here. So, okay, so uh, you can bow down for the blessing. So may God, who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light, pour out in kindness his blessings upon you and make your hearts firm in faith, hope, and charity. Amen. And since in all confidence you follow Christ, who today appeared in the world as a light shining in the darkness, 
May God make you too a light for your brothers and sisters. Amen. And so, when your pilgrimage is ended, may you come to him whom the Magi sought as they followed the star and whom they found with great joy, the light from light who is Christ the Lord. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. God bless the rest of your day there. Happy New Year. Stay caffeinated. And remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Bye-bye.